This is Talk of the Town on Magic 590, also heard on 100.5 FM. I'm Bob Cudmore. Joining us is Kawita Adams, who is Albany's new school superintendent. Previously, you were in school administration in a county school district in Nevada. What was your previous job? My previous job was um, school associate superintendent. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in that role, I was able to supervise 24 schools, and we had about 28,000 students in in the schools in just that zone. Uh, Just a little background, Bob, with regard to the setup of Clark County School District in Las Vegas, Nevada. There's 327,000 students, and the way the district is organized is it's divided into performance zones, typically in a feeder school alignment. So there's 16 performance zones in Clark County School District, so there would be 16 uh, school associate superintendents. And each school associate superintendents would supervise roughly 20 to 25 schools and roughly about 28 uh, thousand students. So you were dealing with many more students, but I would say the appeal of the Albany job, among other things, was, I mean, you get to be the the, the head of the, the school system, a school system. Yes, but most, more so, it's that ability to focus on instruction um, in a very local way, um, not so broad and so big. Uh, I get to narrow down that focus and also be a part of a community, a much smaller community, Mm -hmm. uh, where you get to know people and you get to be a part of things that are happening around the city. And also in in terms of your background uh, before Nevada, and I believe you were there a number of years, you uh, came from and you began teaching in uh, Louisiana? That is correct. I'm originally from Shreveport, Louisiana, and I did teach there for half a year in middle school and then moved to New Orleans, Louisiana, which is where I graduated from University of New Orleans and taught there for a year. Let's uh, ask you about some issues involving the Albany School District, starting with test scores. Albany continues to see large disparities between black and Hispanic students, and their white and Asian peers when it comes to reading and math test scores. Uh, What do you think causes this gap, and what are you going to do to change it? Well, some of those disparities come from what students bring to the table, the opportunities that they have in their home, um, and then when they come to school, uh, sometimes they don't have the background and the prior experiences to help work alongside the curriculum. The other pieces are that um, the curriculum, aligning it with the standards, making sure that we are absolutely focused on delivering quality instruction that aligns with the standards. We also want to make sure that there's rigor of instruction, that students are being challenged at their level, and then the exposure beyond the curriculum, making sure that they get those uh, wraparound services and that exposure to the classroom without walls. In other words, how does what they're learning connect to the community and connect to their everyday lives so that they have relevance with what they're learning? Mm. Speaking of uh, tests, the state education agency, if you will, the Board of Regents, uh, just uh, modified the way uh, students and uh, teachers, I guess, and school systems will be evaluated. Uh, here in New York, the so-called Common Core proved very controversial, and it sounds like the regents are backing away from from that with their new plan. Uh, they will have standardized testing, but school systems will judge on other criteria, such as student absenteeism. Uh, 
the uh, access to higher level coursework, an emphasis on play and curiosity among uh, young students and so forth. What's your uh, take on this new proposal for new direction from the regions? You know, we're going to align with the standards that are set before us because the multiple measures will help us be able to determine what our students need in the school um, with regard to instruction. We also look at project-based learning. Those are the things that help make learning real for students, looking at student engagement, as well as, again, that relevance and making sure that students can connect their learning to something that's meaningful to them. One of the key pieces is the implementation of STEM, uh, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, where our students are able to become much more engaged with their instruction and their learning in a project-based manner. Mm -hmm. Now, coming to uh, Albany, uh, based on your, your talking about your experience in Nevada, you're you're coming to a much smaller school district. I mean, to us, Albany is a big school district mm -hmm. in this in this region, um, uh, but you know, smaller than what you were dealing with. What do you, what do you think of Albany, or what attracted you specifically to Albany? One of the things that attracted me to Albany is the diversity and the multiple definitions of diversity. We can look at economic diversity. We look at ethnic diversity. We look at educational diversity. And those opportunities that are here for our students, that's one of the things that drew me here, just the diversity in and of itself and and how it's really um, making things worthwhile for students living in a very diverse environment, the ed the educational opportunities that they can have, the economic opportunities that they can have as we partner with different businesses to help them see that connection to the real world. And as you say, there, there are many uh, kinds of diversity in Albany. There are a number of uh, of immigrant students, a number of languages spoken in the in the schools. What is this um, new international center in the uh, Albany school system? This school this school um, center is designed to really help our immigrant students and our refugee students um, immerse them in the English language so that they can learn those basic skills that they need, and then they would matriculate back to their home school so that they could be successful. So it's intense ELA instruction, intense mathematics instruction, so that they have that foundation in order to move forward when they go to their neighborhood school. The Albany School District's been through four school superintendents in the last decade, and you said you hope to bring some stability how do you plan to do that? By just immersing myself in the community. My husband and I are so very excited about being here. We're learning the lay of the land. We're getting to know um, different people and things like that, and just being a part of the community every day. This uh, week, uh, there was a primary election, and the Albany uh, mayor's race was kind of front and center. And, and just in general, some think that the mayor of Albany, whoever uh, she or he is, uh, should be directly involved in operation of the of the school system. Uh, what do you think of that idea? Well, as a school system, we look to partner with our communities. We're, we're going to partner with all of our entities, uh, the city, the county, the Chamber of Commerce. All of those are going to be um, involved in partnerships so that we can, number one, make sure that we are preparing our students for the world beyond school 
And so in order to do that, we have to have a positive working relationship with our local officials. Mm. How did it work in uh, in Nevada? I mean, did I don't know what the, the mayor or county executives or, or whatever actually sit at the table of the school board in, in Nevada? And They didn't sit at the table at the school board, but we did have um, in Clark County, there were different mechanisms by which the city and the county could give input with regard to suggestions and recommendations to the school district um, with regard to things that might help improve the schools. Another uh, new project with the Albany Public Schools involves the Whitney Young Health Center. Uh, What is the new partnership that you have with uh, Whitney Young? The new partnership is um, it is a mobile van at Albany International Center located at North Albany Academy. It will be there once a month to provide vaccinations and medical services for uh, the students in that at that school. Mm-hmm. Because um, the immigrant and refugee students in general have more health needs, or maybe not more health needs, but their needs are being served, maybe in in general. Some of their needs are very different. Uh, Many of them don't have the immunizations that they need in order to start school, and so we can facilitate that. But we can also facilitate just basic medical care for them when they come to school. We're talking with Kawita Adams, the new school superintendent in the city of Albany. You're listening to Talk of the Town on Magic 590 and 100.5 FM. I'm Bob Cudmore. One uh, issue that's uh, been big in New York, and again, I don't know how big it was in Nevada, uh, is the issue of charter schools. What do you think of charter schools, which in the opinion of some people, have siphoned off some of the best students from the uh, Albany public system? You know... In today's world of education, many parents are much more astute about what they would like to see their children have in terms of an education. And so one of the things that's happened is that education has become a very competitive part of a student's life. And for parents, it's very competitive because now parents have more choices as to where they can send their students or send their children to school. And so as a public school system, we have to be competitive as well to meet the needs of our students, both um, academically, socially. Sometimes we have to look at that behavioral and emotional development of the child. And so it's getting back to those wraparound services that can help families as well so that we can be competitive and ensure that parents make the choice for public schools um, so that they can, so that we can meet the needs of their children. So your goal would be to improve the Albany schools so that the charter schools wouldn't look so attractive? I think people make choices based on different reasons. Um, Sometimes it may be the structure of the school in terms of the school day. Sometimes it may be the delivery of instruction. Sometimes it can be the wraparound services that a school provides. And so what I'm saying is that in order to appeal to what our public needs, we need to make sure that our schools supply that and have those options so that parents can choose that. I read uh, one interview with you in in which you showed the reporter, uh, I believe it was the diploma of your uh, great-grandfather? No, of my grandfather, grandfather. yes. Uh, And and to make the point that education has been important not only for you but in your family. Yes, it has been. Um, That's something that's very meaningful to me. My grandfather graduated um, in 1920 and earned his college degree. He also was a teacher and he was an administrator. He held the job of principal 
in Shreveport, Louisiana at West Shreveport Elementary School. That was the school where he was principal. My parents were both educators. My mother was um, a music teacher. My dad, a science teacher, counselor, and then district level administrator. Um, My two grandmothers were also teachers. And so it's just something that's been very important to me, especially because I was able to see firsthand what an education can do for you and how it levels the playing field and opens those doors for the possibilities of what we choose to do. So for you, maybe there was no doubt you were going to become a teacher and then... There was doubt because when I originally went to school, I did not go into education. Um, And, of course, I did make that phone call to my parents and say, I'm changing my major from political science to education. And my mom told me later that that was the happiest day of her life because she knew that I was destined to be a teacher. I just had to come into it on my own. But you were majoring in political science. I mean, was the, you, yes. you going to be a politician? Was that your idea or be a, or whatever? I, I think I was going to be a politician. I think that's what I thought I wanted to do. Um, but I really am very happy that I made the choice to go into education. I've been able to live my passion every single day um, and impact the lives of children beyond measure. Mm. One uh, point you've made in other interviews, you said you want to help students understand the connection between learning and the real world. What is, what is that connection? That connection is, you know, one of the things when I was a teacher in the classroom, I taught English, and I would say to my students, we are here to learn about life. We're here to learn about how we contribute to life in general. And the vehicle that I'm going to use to do that is English. So through the English instruction in my classroom, we would look at theme, we would look at characterization, we would look at plot structure, and we would make those comparisons to situations that happen in our everyday lives, things that happen in history, and see how we fit into that. And then what decisions would we make or would be the best decisions for us to make? And so when I talk about making the connections to real life, I'm talking about what is that logical thinking process that we are trying to educate kids so that they have critical thinking skills, so that they can analyze problems and be problem solvers, but also be lifelong learners. Mm -hmm. And so how does that translate to the world of work, no matter what they would choose to do? These are the skills that we are teaching our children. Mm. You often hear children say, well, um, you know, what am I going to do with this in real life? I mean... Let's say when you were teaching English, mm-hmm. uh, what, what I mean, well, yeah, obviously you got to talk, and so I'm, I know there are answers there. What are yours? As far as um, specific instruction, mm-hmm. how does it connect? It's helping kids understand that you know subject-verb agreement is important in, in communication. That algebraic uh, concepts are a part of logical thought. Understanding the scientific method to problem solve not just a scientific experiment, but to problem solve in life. Those are the connections that we're talking about making. Let me ask you about uh, school facilities, uh, which has uh, been here, as I mentioned, was out in Nevada, kind of a hot-button topic over the years. Uh, What is in the near future in terms of uh, facilities uh, for uh, Albany? I believe a new middle school is in the offing, and also, finally, the rebuilding of Albany High School. 
Well, when we look at the middle school um, with our grade configuration, we are right now over 1,800 students at the middle school level. And so we need to make sure that we have enough space to accommodate those the students. And so looking at a fourth middle school will be a decision that will need to be made. Um, and we will need to analyze what are the pros and cons of that. But as it stands now, uh, we do need the seats for our students. And then the expansion of Albany High School so that we can definitely offer more courses for our students to have choice in what they would like to do um, so we can expand those educational opportunities for our students at Albany High. Mm. What, what are your first impressions of the of the school system? You know, I mean, and, and tell us maybe what, what you've been doing. Have you been going around the different schools? schools now as you as you kind of settle into the job? Yes, I've gone to the majority of the schools. I still have about six schools left that I'm, I'm visiting. And this go around, I'm looking at um, not just the facility in and of itself, but getting into classrooms and meeting teachers and meeting students and seeing them, you know, through their daily activities. Um, we have strong teachers. We have strong leadership here in Albany looking at how do we then just take it to the next level? How do we look at increasing that challenge for our students? How do we look at taking our students to that higher level of learning so that, number one, they love learning and they want to learn, and then opening those doors for educational opportunities and possibilities for them? Mm. What is your take on the uh, environment of the schools for the for the students? Um, it's it's hard to learn if students are anxious or afraid. You know, because, you know they not don't feel secure in the in the schools. Um, what, what do you what do you think about that? I think it's very important at our schools that we have a a learning environment that is conducive for learning, that we make sure that we're building those relationships with our students and with our families, that we look at um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs and make sure that we look at safety and security first. Um, We have some challenges, but we are still always looking at keeping our students safe, looking at making sure that they have the materials that they need, the resources that they need to learn. Um, making sure that our teachers are equipped with what they need to deliver that quality instruction. You're working on your doctorate in education. Yes, I am. Where, where do you go to school and what are you studying? Grand Canyon University, and my doctorate will be in organizational leadership with an emphasis in organizational management. That, that's an online facility? It is. Yeah. It is. I am taking it online, oh, yes. Okay. What do you? Um, here we are in the waning days of summer, are you ready for the uh, upstate New York winters? I am mentally ready for the <laughs> upstate New York winters, but I still need a winter coat. Okay. <laughs> well, you, you probably will. And then you'll have the issue of whether schools will be open on, on any given day because of yes. snow and so on and so forth. Yes. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Not a problem. Thank you, Bob. I've enjoyed being here. Thank you for having me. Albany uh, City Public uh, School Superintendent Kawita Adams was our guest on Talk of the Town on Magic 590. Also heard on 100.5 FM. This program will soon be available as a podcast on the Magic 590 website and my website, bobcudmore.com.